Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Hey. Tell me about your week. Tell me about your... It's been terrible. Work's been terrible. Is it because... It's just been stupid. Like, there's like the... We we hired like temporary people like to help, like temps. And and you would think they're there to like, you know, cut out, cut the workload for us, right? You know, people who actually work there. But apparently not. That's not what the manager wants. Because she's like, oh, well, they can't be ringing and this and that. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, wouldn't you want them to be like, hey, so because you guys are customer service, like, take care of the actual customer service calls. And they can do, like, the returns. But no, that's not what she wants them to do. What do they do? Go back. Like, they run, like, the returns. Like, they run the stuff that they that we return. Or they help out, like, an order pickup, but, like, just running down, like, the curbsides. And it's like, I get it, but at the same time, like, they don't do anything else. Do you guys, like, do you guys have your own special temp service thing? Or yeah. is it just a temp service? No, it's, like, our own, like, like we hired them. Like, so they're there. Like, we might hire them too like so they could become permanent employees but not necessarily like they're literally there just to help like seasonal hires okay well because i was was gonna say like places like my mom's work they hire temps all the time and it's (laughs) a lot of times it's like oh yeah just do this this and this but when they have them do other things that aren't necessarily their job it's like uh we don't know how to do that (laughs) yeah so so they just end up with like a bunch of temps with with doing like um we're not sure what we're supposed to do here because we don't know this stuff i can i could sweep you want me to sweep but i'm assuming that you guys have them know how to work registers and stuff yeah they're all like trained on that stuff but like the manager doesn't want them to do that even though, like, she literally schedules them at pivotal points in the day where, like, we need them. Like, they need to, like, ring. They need to, like, do returns. They need to do this. They need to do that. And then, like, the one... Okay, so you know how sometimes I can come off not the best to people? So, the what, the girl, like, she... I guess she thought, like, oh, Dom hates me. And, so, and then Lauren was, like called her out on the walkie because she was like hey you know just next time you know you need to do like you need to take care of your returns don't just leave them for other people to do this and that but i guess she thought we were being like mean to her like we're bullying her so she went to the manager and like started crying and was like oh i feel like quitting and this and that and so the manager like pulled us each aside and was like oh well like i don't know what i'm gonna do with you guys like this is ridiculous like Oh, like, do you even want to work here? Like, this and that. It's like, like, well. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just leave so she can yeah, be. I know, right? Your employee. All yeah. Right. If you she's insist. like, oh, well, like, she's saying how, like, she wishes she could come in and, like, smile at everyone and everyone say, like, oh, how, how are you doing? And this and that. And, like, have, like, and it's like, okay, I get it. But thing is, like, as I've explained to, like, the manager, it's like, do you you don't ever work down there. You don't understand, like, it's frustrating after a certain point when you're taking care of all these customers and you have someone who, when they pick up the phone, they're like, oh, hello, and then they start, oh, here, uh, I don't know what to do. And it's like, so what do you need them for? And then even when they're, like, helping customers, like, for customer service, they literally turn to us and are like, okay, so what do I do with this? It's like, you ring them up the gift card. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> then why would you hire them? What yeah. they, are they there to like run go backs? Like you literally said, we can call the departments down to get their returns. So like, so what are they there for? They're not there for anything. I get it. You're newer. You're learning. Whatever. But it's like, why is it my job to not do my job to help you do your job? That, see, like that's what Mary does, and like Mary is the type of person who she wants to be a manager when she wants to be a manager. Okay. Well, then you should be down there with them at every step. Until they f- understand what they're supposed to do. Yeah. There's that whole thing of micromanaging. And I it's like, okay, if micromanaging 
works, then it's fine because you have everything put into place, right? But, I mean, a lot of times in real life situations, it's not always that simple. But people like, you know, my old rap bastard manager. Yeah. He was always in that mindset, even though he knew that on paper, Uh it works a certain way. But we were never that way on paper. (laughs) It's like we were always down like a third of the employees. Always. That's just how our store was. And he would still in this mindset of like, well, I got to go in the office. So you guys take care of this. And it's like. We shouldn't have to be doing any of this. No. You're literally just sitting in the office eating and watching TV. The funniest part was we got in trouble. Well, quote unquote, we got in trouble with the back room being dirty. Right. And so he was like, well, I'll just take all the stuff out. So you guys don't since no one wants to clean. Then we'll have it that way. It's a lot cleaner. Right. So he took the microwave. He took the TV. I think there was a toaster oven in there at one point. And he took all that stuff, right? And so I was like, all right, whatever. Well, then one day, Tyler is like, hey, come help me in the office, the front office. So I'm like, okay. I go in there, and all of that shit is perfectly set up. Like, it's not just like, oh, the TV's over here and the microwave stack. It's like set up, set up. Yeah, so like he could use it? Yeah, and I was like, oh, is this where you come in? And he's like, I don't. That's Bob. I said, what? He's like, yeah, Bob did that. And he's like, you know how many times I've come in here and Bob's just sitting here watching a movie? Eating some Hot Pockets. Yeah, and it's like, are you kidding me? And that's like, that was, that's one of those like last straw things because he was such a shitty manager. It's stuff like that where I'm telling you as an employee who's been working with you forever, hey, this isn't working or this is a problem or I don't think this is the right solution. And in their head, they're like, mm, no. Yeah. That's that's the most frustrating thing. And that's I feel like that's exactly what she's doing, which is like, um, no, Dom, these guys are perfect. You're that's just she being does. mean. She does that with every single new new person. Like she's always like, they're great. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be powerhouses. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do such good things. They're gonna smile. They're gonna this and that. Blah blah blah. And it's like, okay. And then what happens? Um, the last two people you hired are put in their two weeks because they hate your management style so much that they decide to get new jobs. <laughs> Did she hire a creep once? Yeah, Iggy. Yeah. She's like, yeah, he's gonna be great. He's really hands-on you know he's and that and that was also it like literally took her a while to see that right and then even that like after that because he had worked for the company before as a seasonal they didn't keep them right and so hr only saw like certain things and they're like oh no he's great why are we gonna not keep him it literally took like people complaining for them not to keep this guy on I guess that's the that's the life of holiday retail. This is the fucking news. First we said bye to Iron Fist, then we said bye to Luke Cage. Now we have to say goodbye to Daredevil because that's been canceled. Jessica Jones hasn't got canceled. Not yet, and neither has Punisher. Disney over the past was the, what this past weekend, right? That they decided to just completely axe it. Which I was reading an article, and they're like, most executives in, in at um, Disney and Marvel didn't even know that they were going to axe it. Like they'd already been planning for a, a fourth season. And then I was reading another article where they were saying how like, oh, Disney might be planning to like reboot all of it onto Disney Plus or whatever it's called. If they do do that, right? Is it going to just be a watered down version of Daredevil? It could send it to Hulu. Maybe. They could be setting up for a, a like Hulu show. But I, I feel like the Daredevil we got, though, was like a great Daredevil. Like, yeah. this was a great Daredevil like series that we got. If anything, this is where you decide to add them to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Do you think they're they're setting that up where they're canceling them to have them go? I don't into- know. It's weird. I wonder how that contract works because in the contract, didn't it say? They get, yeah, they gave them that thing of where, hey, this contract 
allows us to use you if needed in the movies yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Because that was a big buzz of like, oh, we could see this, and we never did because they're like, oh, no, that's a different thing. Well, because I know the Russos <laughs> wanted to have them in there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably not going to happen that way, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where I'm upset, but I wonder if it's for the best. I do, out of all the, the TV shows, I think Daredevil should have stayed. Yeah. Or But if this leaving has anything to do with future stuff, uh-huh. then maybe I'll be okay. Um, I don't know if it's as easy as, well... <laughs> Netflix doesn't have it, so Hulu's going to have it. I mean, so I I don't know. I will say that the Netflix universe, out of all of them, Daredevil should be the one to have a movie to finish it. That's, yeah. I feel like that was, that was like, it showed how good these things could be, and then it kept how good it could be. Uh But I don't know. Tis what tit tis. Well, keeping with Marvel, did you see that um, they announced that they're going to have their first Asian-based superhero movie? Um, it's with um, Shang-Chi. Um, they're looking to hire either an Asian or Asian-American director. Kind of like what they basically they're kind of pulling like a Black Panther with it, where they kind of want everything to be Asian about it. Because I bet they want it to be Black Panther. Yeah, but for the Asian market. Mm. Which would pull out Black Panther money, if not a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Well, like, the the, the history for this character is crazy. Because <laughs> they wanted to do, like, uh, they wanted to get the rights to, um, what was it, Kung Fu? They wanted that, they wanted the rights to that, but they couldn't get it. So instead they went with, they got the rights to Fu Manchu. <laughs> And so if, I guess originally he was like his son and like they created this whole thing and then they lost the rights and they retconned it. But like, yeah, like he's been alongside a lot of, you know, like people we've seen before, like the Avengers, um, X-Men, stuff like that. He's been an Avenger at one point. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they're, we knew that they weren't going to stop doing the MCU uh, maybe slowed down a little bit, but a little bit's like, yeah, instead of four movies, let's do, let's do three. Let's not go overboard, guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that seems like a natural progression. And I really do think that they hope what happened with Black Panther happens mm-hmm. with this movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and we, we always talk about the Asian market is mm-hmm. huge. Oh, yes. And imagine that. Let's just, let's just jump to the future imagine this movie comes out and it does okay here right it does like a it does a little bit worse than an ant-man here yeah but let's say in 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 china and that whole market out there Uh people are like oh this is the best movie in the world Mm -hmm. and then it makes like two billion dollars yeah but well i mean how about this so uh, here's another new story that just came out um, so Crazy Rich Asians just opened in China and it bombed. So do you think just because you have people who look like the people who are in this market, do you think that obviously doesn't necessarily mean like they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to come out in droves? Although I will say it is a, a, ro- a rom-com. So look at Transformers and Fast and the Furious. Man, they yeah. they have um they have a trilogy there too. It's kind of like they're he's like a mercenary or something. Oh my like god! That. What if it was literally they took like the Born Identity? They cut out all the parts with who, who's it? Matt Damon. Yeah. They cut out all of Matt Damon. They just had they reshot the scenes with like some random like Asian actor, and then they just they put it out. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny though. I, I don't know. It is. Like I said, it's interesting to see how all of this stuff turns out because if it bombed, then it's like, oh, well, maybe that's just not what they wanted. Maybe, yeah. like, oh, sure. well, you know, it. we care about who's in this movie and what it says and how it does. And there's no explosions in that movie, so it sucks. They just add explosions for no reason. <laughs> so, 
Um, <laughs> it's interesting, but I think Marvel is more going towards this is going to do well no matter what. And that this is just adding more characters to our universe and everything's going to be fine. If it becomes better, hey, we didn't know. Yeah. But I do think that deep down inside it's like, oh, we're going to get the Asian market and they're going to love this. Oh, they're going to have such a hard on for this. Yeah. Which is a bit racist, but we don't know how it's going to perform because there's movies that I would assume that do, I guess, okay or well in China Mm. or just do to like, oh, well, that wasn't that good over there. But then there's movies that's like, what? (laughs) It did. What? What? (laughs) That's true. Speaking of Marvel, I'm pretty sure that a lot of the money or a big chunk of money that was made for Venom was from the Asian market. Strange. Which that is a whole conversation now because it's like, well, now you're just telling that. Now you're just saying, oh, Sony, you know what you're doing. Well, let's just get Spider-Man back. You guys don't need him anymore. Well, that's literally what they're doing now. They're like, oh, well, now we're looking at it made a profit. So that means that everyone loves our version of Spider-Man. Uh, and it's like, what? Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. wasn't even in that movie. No, yeah. But see, like a Spider-Man movie is getting good reviews. You mean the cartoon that has a pig spider in it that you can do anything you want? You're saying that that did really well because it's almost like a comic book movie? Oh, weird. Huh. <laughs> That's a whole conversation oh with himself. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's in, it's interesting to see what comes out of it. I really don't, like I said, I don't know the character very well, so I can't say much. Yeah, but that's true. When time comes closer to it, we'll see how everything's coming out. And, you know, hopefully they don't fuck it up. So M. Night Shyamalan's reboot uh, for Tales from the Crypt, um, he's saying is now probably going to be six feet under because he's, they don't think that he's, that he's not going to go through with the reboot for TNT. Um, even though like he's, he's seen ups and downs and downs and even further downs and then back up. Um, and even though like we saw with, what was it, Split? That, like, people are like, oh, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, he's the greatest director ever, right? Because we'll just ignore the last, I don't know, five films he did. Remember Unbreakable? Yeah, great. So now that Glass is coming out, you'd think, like, he'd have some leeway in saying, like, hey, yeah, I get to make something now. Like, Jordan Peele. He's like, hey, guys, um, I made a great film. Um, I want to bring back Twilight Zone. And that's what he's doing. Now, M. Night Shyamalan's like, oh, I want to bring back Tales from the Crypt. And then they're like, no, no. Although that would be an interesting thing to see. Like, because Twilight Zone, I can, like, with Jordan Peele on Twilight Zone, I could see, like, because Twilight Zone's yeah, really, like, much... oh, prestigious. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's more, yeah. like, higher quality than Tales from the Crypt is more, like, out there and, like, zanier and, like... Twisted her, I guess. It feels more. It feels more Shyamalan-y, You know what I mean. But the Twilight Zone always had the, the twist, and that's what M Night Shyamalan loves. I He's guess. Like, oh, the twist. When you say M Night Shyamalan's rebooting Twilight Zone, I'm like, <laughs> uh, that's gonna be something. But if you, but when you say he was rebooting, rebooting Tales from the Crypt, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So was it that he wanted to do it, planned on doing it, and then they just said no? Or that it was going through, then they decide, let's put a hold on this. The director revealed the show will not be moving forward. I think it's dead, he said. We tried everything we could. That was so mired in people that had rights to it. Constantly mired from the original comic books to the people that... Did the original show, and that was very contentious era for that show, and who was involved, and all, all the stuff that had nothing to do with me and a generation before me, I begged them. Please just give me the rights. We'll do it this way. We're going to be really happy. But it didn't work out that way, and here we are. 
So I guess basically he was trying to get like the rights to it. Like they were trying to reboot it. Like he's like, I'm trying, guys. I've been trying for years. And they're like, <laughs> no. I guess we'll see who has the last the last laugh uh, after Glass comes out. Yeah, that's true. Because the visit was people's reintroduction of like that actually wasn't half bad. It wasn't great, but I thought it was gonna be something worse because of all of everything that happened beforehand. Uh huh. Then he came out with uh, split split, and people were like. Did we just get like a comic book movie, like a like a horror comic book movie? I think we just got like a horror comic, and it's tied in with his previous movie. So was that what the fuck? And he's like, twist, <laughs> double twist. <laughs> I twist the twist that you thought the twist was about. Twist, 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 twist. And people were, ge- I think people were genuinely shocked. Like even I came out of the movie like. I really like that movie. (laughs) But you could still argue that maybe it was a fluke. Maybe because it rewatching it, it you could still feel that it was very much a M night night movie, but it still it had a it had like a different flavor, like we talked with the Hateful Eight. There was just something a little bit different about it where it's like, huh, interesting. I think glass is going all the way in. Oh yeah. So you can tell. If if this movie does better or just as well as Split, then he might actually have a foot on something people are interested in. And who knows? Maybe people are suddenly being like, oh, well, he just, maybe he has more better ideas than we know. He can't get tales from the crypt, but he can get tales from the dark side. And then who knows? Maybe five years from now, he's actually a hot commodity again, right? <laughs> Where people want him. To do their stuff, and they're like, "Oh, hey, well, remember we have the tales from the crypt you want to do?" And he's like, "Um, see, I have something. It's called Tales from the Dark Side Twist." <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's it's hard for me to feel a certain way because we know his past, mm-hmm. and he's fucked up really bad. Mm-hmm. Very hard to forgive someone. When they I, fucked up. I feel bad. like M. Night Shyamalan is one of those people where it's like... Oh, you, it, it's... um. <clears throat> I wish I could quit you. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Where it's like, you you want to hate them, right? But then you remember like, oh, well, they did The Sixth Sense and Signs and The Village. You know, those are great, great movies. I don't... I personally don't like Unbreakable. But then you think about like The Happening and Lady in the Water and... What's the one with Will Smith after Earth? Oh yeah, I've never seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen that one either. That's the one that's uh, like a Scientology movie. Yeah, and then you think about like Last Airbender, and you're just like, oh, and get pissed oh, off, and you're just like, woof. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. It's 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 hard because you know he's done good, mm-hmm. and right now it's like, oh wow, this is this is really intriguing. But then you're like, but you also made the last Airbender. <laughs> yeah, that's and you true. purposefully made it. It wasn't yeah. like you were obligated to make another film that someone like wrote and had all this stuff to do with it. And you're just you're just directing it. Mm-hmm. No saying it. Yeah. No, you did it, and yeah. you were a dumbass about it. You knew what you did. Yeah, and it's it's one it's one of those things where it's like I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Yeah, it's 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 literally like that, like a relationship where you're just like you were so good at one point, and then you got so bad. And I want to remember those good things you did, but then I remember the bad things. And you're doing a lot of good things now, but you really screwed up. Like I'm gonna just give you this another chance for the like tenth time, I guess, and we'll see what we we'll see what we get from it. HBO has ordered a series based on Stephen King's The Outsider. So this is the newest, like, Stephen King... What what are we in? A Stephen King renaissance? Is that what you would say? No. Whatever. I'm saying it. Um, This is the latest, like, thing that's based on Stephen King's work that... You know, it's, uh, what 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 would you say started off like st- like it 
what was it? Um, what's that one? That the date one? Eleven twenty two sixty three. That was that one. Yeah, I think that was a few years old now, and that kicked off like it was streaming only. Uh-huh. It had some pretty well known actors. Yeah, and it was like it was kind of a limited series because every episode was like over an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I think some of them were like an hour and a half. And it was done really well. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that was like the first, hey, maybe we have something here. Especially because that book, also that book was fairly new. Yeah. Came out, um, what, within the last 10 years? Oh, it came out like within like the last five years. Well, oh, five years. And it wasn't a classic, but it still played yeah. well enough to where I think people are like, well, oh, this is really interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then obviously, I think you could say it was like the pinnacle because it did so well. Mm-hmm. But there, I think there's a couple things before that too. So I mean, yeah, because they had Under the Dome, but like I know that not a lot of people like that. That only went for like what three like seasons, four seasons, I think. Uh-huh. But no, I know like I know it started off pretty good. Like people liked it, and then I know like as it progressed, people were like, no. And then, well, like, one one hiccup in this, like, kind of, like, resurgence for Stephen King has been, like, Dark Tower, which yeah. is, like, it's supposed to be, like, that was his magnum opus type of thing. And they dropped it so hard. Oh, man. But, uh, no, this sounds pretty good, though. Hopefully it, it is. It's, I mean, it's HBO. It's going to be a 10-episode limited series. Um, it stars Ben Mendelsohn. He plays uh, Ralph Anderson, a detective in a small Oklahoma city. So it's not in set in Maine. Shocking, actually. Whose investigation of a horrifying child murder puts him on the trail of a killer unlike anything he has ever encountered. Do you know about any of this? No, actually, my sister has the book. I wanted to read it, though. Sounds pretty good. I would say that right now it has everything working for it. It's HBO. HBO's been killing it lately with Mm -hmm. the um, limited series stuff. Yeah. And if it's if it's going towards what I think it's going towards, like how well people like True Detective. Yeah. Imagine True Detective being a Stephen King based well, show. I mean, because I mean, just even look at, at Chapter Two, Doctor Sleep, Pet Cemetery, and the Tommyknockers, which are all coming out within our the next few years. Um, and then they also talk about you know like Castle Rock and in the Tall Grass and. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, have we had a Stephen King thing on HBO? Mm, no. It sounds like it could be good. It seems like something that's like HBO would have on their show anyways, or have as a show anyways. And I mean, I don't know. <laughs> obviously, it's Stephen King, so there's obviously going to be some kind of something to do with something. You know what I mean? Like, it's never just a straightforward, like, oh, crime book. <laughs> It's either going to be like the, the killer's a psychic or something, or the killer's a giant spider, or they were all ghosts the whole entire time, or you know what I mean. That's what I said. It's it, it's going to be interesting if if we're following the trend of what HBO has done in the last like five years alone. Just look at Westworld. Yeah, then I think that you're pretty set on you're going to get something watchable. How great it's going to be, who knows. But I would say that it's probably going to do pretty well. Mm. It's not going to be Westworld great, but it might be great enough. As long as it's better than Game of Thrones. Dom, anything's better than Game of Thrones. That's, that's true. Oh, hello and good morning. Now, if you've never been invited to a ranchero breakfast... Well, it's like the gay Butch Cassidy, except not Butch. Oh, Manny, you old cockhound. I didn't see you there. Cut. You can't say cockhound on basic cable. Do you guys do this at home? Ideal Home takes the talent producer couple Arismus and Paul, played by Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd respectively, and puts a child into their life. When Arismus' estranged son is arrested, he sends his 10-year-old son to live with his grandpa, who he never met. Once there, they both realize they have no idea how to take care of a young boy. But that doesn't stop them, because slowly they all start to warm up to each other. It's slowly going, even having setbacks like bill-stealing pills 
and selling them for extra cash, just in case he has to leave like he had to leave his dad. But in no time, Bill is in school, eating better and genuinely enjoying being there. And then Bill's dad lets Paul and Erasmus know that he'll be getting out early and will be taking Bill back when he's out. Christmas Eve comes and his words become reality and the trio run into him and they decide to all go home and, and at least have a nice Christmas. But in the morning, Bill and his dad are gone. Weeks pass and little contact is had between Bill and the guys, which adds more strain on an already strained relationship. Soon, Paul walks in on a weird-looking situation with a crew member and Arismus. That leads Paul to take up a job in New York City. As they both prepare for the move, Arismus seems unbothered, but as soon as Paul's taxi starts to pull away, Arismus begs for him to stay, but Paul still leaves. Once at the airport, Paul realizes he can't leave and makes his way home. And soon after that day, they get a call about an accident with Bill and his dad. Soon after, they receive full custody, and the three live happily ever after. So what do you think? You know what? I genuinely like this movie. I, it was really good. It was, you know, I, when we were deciding on what to watch, and you, you suggested it, and I went and I looked on HBO Go, and I was reading the, just the summary of it, I was like, yeah, you know what? This sounds like a really good movie, and it turns out it was a really good movie. How come I haven't heard of this movie? It's like this one, um, Little Hours and Flower. I never really, I, I hadn't heard anything about, and yeah, then Flower literally just popped up, and I was like, "That looks cool." And it's like a <clears throat> lot of times these movies that you don't like ever hear about, like they're so good, you know. Like, well, Steve Coogan is hilarious and great in everything he does. Paul Rudd is hilarious and great in everything he does. So when you put them together in a movie, and it's just so good, it's like. You can tell that even though it's like it's not like going to be a major release movie, they still put like a lot of like of themselves into it. Let's get out of the way. Yes, Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd are not actually gay mm-hmm. in real life, mm-hmm. and there is that argument to be made that these characters could have been played by actual gay people, yeah, and what have you, and. To an extent, I will agree. Like, yeah. it makes sense, especially with the film like this. And at the end, they have that nice little, um, like, slideshow. Yeah, slideshow of like the same same sex couples and their kids and stuff. Yeah. But with all that being said, you get Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd into this movie, mm-hmm. and I think that makes it a little bit better. I'm not saying that you couldn't have had two characters do just as well. The story itself is a really good story, but as we talked about many times before, we love Steve Coogan. We love his comedy, and this comes out (laughs) just as much. Um, I fucking lost it. I don't know why, but just that part where they're in the kitchen talking to him, and he's drinking the cup. He's like, I'm being serious or whatever, and he (laughs) says, I'm a twat. (laughs) I know that. That had me too, because I was like, "See, that's that's the perfect example of like that's Steve Coogan. Yeah. That's what his comedy is all about." Acknowledging that, acknowledging all that stuff, I will say that with what we got with these people, I thought was fucking amazing. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like what to say, and I was like, "It's a very charming film," but then I was thinking about it, it's like. Yeah, but it's also very raunchy. But I was, but then I was like, well, it's a yes, it's very vulgar at some points, but mm-hmm. it's still a charming film. Yeah, like it does touch on a little bit of like dark stuff here and there, but it never brings you down to where you're feeling like, oh, this this is sad. Like in the beginning, like him him having his son leave, that's a very sad thing, but it never felt too horrible I, I don't know how to explain it even when they were breaking up it's like that's a very emotional thing right but uh steve coogan's character is like oh yeah i can't wait to go uh skiing this weekend he's like, oh what's that oh yeah you can keep those he's like well those are my pants he's like oh okay yeah whatever <laughs> oh i can't wait for this weekend and the whole time he's like you know he's at, he's gonna tan and shit did you get but a tan <laughs> But as soon as he leaves, he's like, 
Batman, come back. I need you. Um, I love you. I love you so much. You need to like stay, say don't leave. And then the, the driver's off. Well, I hope he's not talking to me. And I will say, when that whole thing happened, I laughed so hard when he gets to the airport. And it's <laughs> Rachel Ray. <laughs> and then it's him. <laughs> It's just, I don't know why. It's just so funny. And he's like, fuck. And he comes back. Everything about this movie I felt was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish it would have taken place in Arizona and not in Mexico because Mexico sucks. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those, like, like you said, you had no idea it existed. And then it came out to be and you watched it and you're like, this is amazing. I kind of wish it was a little bit longer because I thought it was a little. I thought it kind of cut a little bit short, but it never took away from the movie. Like it made sense. Everything made sense, and yeah, I I don't know. It it's one of those movies where it has a a very wholesome idea of mm. you know that it's basically at the at the heart of it. It's like this same sex couple coming together to take care of a child right yeah and obviously it's comedic because one's a producer one is the talent and they're like really sassy and like upscale they don't know what is a taco bell we don't know taco bell (laughs) but i mean you know at the end it's like it's it's hard to say because i've never been in that situation yeah me and my life partner have never had a kid uh-huh. come up and say, "Oh, hey, you're my, you're yeah. my grandpa," and you know, you never take care of me. I never had to take care of wow. me. So I don't know. Which, I mean, this could be a, like a segment onto itself. Like, it just goes to show you like how far queerness in cinema has come. You know what I mean? Like being gay in cinema. Like, you know what I mean? Like portraying. Like a gay couple, yes, they may not be like portrayed actually by like gay actors, but like think about like even fifteen years ago, like what they would have the, the whole focus of the story would have been like, oh well, they're a gay couple taking care of this kid, like we need to take them away. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's because they're gay. Like we got to be scared because they're gonna turn him gay, and it's like that's not what like you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's what movies were before it's like it was oh like the stereotype like they would have been even more flamboyant like even what like 10 years like 10 years ago yeah like that would have been the stereotype yeah yeah no and that's what i'm saying and like yes. it, it does it it has all this stuff in it where it's obviously there like you know the 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 kid um what do you call it uh when he's sleeping in the car Oh yeah, and, and he's called. like, "Oh, you know, get off, get off me, you effing gay, yeah, or something along that line." But um, it it has it there without it being like a centralized idea. Uh-huh. Like it, obviously, them being gay, they're gay. But God. when I say charming, this is what I mean. I think people think charming, and they think, "Oh, uh." Peter Rabbit, <laughs> but this is a charming film. Yeah, you. It. I don't know how to. Exp- I really don't know how to explain it. It's just they do have some low parts and some really hard hitting parts, but it doesn't take away from the film at all. And and through the whole film, it is very like upbringing. You know, it's very. I don't know if I would say happy, but you know what I mean. Like uplifting. That, uplifting. Uh, from you know from the beginning to the end. Uh, I, I don't know. I genuinely love this movie. Obviously, it has like two of our favorite actors, yeah, or comedians even. And Comedic with the actors. subject, with the subject like this, with same sex couples having kids, I felt like this was a really good in between. Where yeah, it is. Obviously, them being gay was a little bit playing in a part of it, but it wasn't a focal point, and it didn't really matter. Um, they didn't focus on, um, like, oh, well, they're gay and they're having this kid. Oh, well, oh, well, it's because they're gay. Um, they threw the little parts in there. The the When they go to the barbecue mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, I got my first BJ to this song. And then he's all, 
um, from from a woman. That is, yeah. and he's like, oh yeah, she have big tits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you guys want wine? And they're like, just like, yeah. <laughs> the the only things I could I could say like the movie could have like hit a little bit better. Maybe it would have been like. Maybe they gone a little bit into like his has him and his son's relationship a little bit more, because they kind of hint at it, but they don't really like. He's just like, oh yeah, you were never there, and like, but they never really talk about it too much. Like he didn't even know he was gay, type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, I like how he's like, yeah, me and my partner, my male partner, are, are gonna take it, and he's all, you have a problem with that? And he's all, no. Like I, my my problem is that what what was oh that it's just it's it's you yeah <laughs> and he's all oh uh yeah that's what I'm saying is if I think if it was and I hate I always hate saying this because I feel like movies some movies are meant to be that way but I feel like if this was like a two hour movie right just mm-hmm. a little bit over two hour movie I feel like you could have added just a little bit more here and there to make the story more full but it's understandable that. They didn't focus all of it on the sun. Yeah. It wasn't. It was enough where you could buy that. Oh, it was just a fling, you know. And then, you know, she had a kid. Yeah, when he, whatever. Like, basically, when he had to be like passing. Although I could, I would say though too, like they they say like they don't have a really good case for like taking custody of the kids or the kid earlier. But I'm like, well, he's in jail for beating up a hooker, and like he, you're like basically his only like. Relative, I'm pretty sure you have a pretty good case right there. Yeah, but I mean, I think that that's. I kind of wish that's what you're talking about with a little bit more. I wish they would have talked more into that whole CPS case. Yeah, kind of because stuff like that does happen. Yeah, where there uh, there was a story not too long ago where this kid died in his in his mother's care, and he begged to not be with her. But like his dad was doing well and all stuff, mm-hmm. but it was like no, the, obviously that's that's the mom, right? So it makes sense that they would be like, no, that's the dad. Why would we this same sex couple? Like no, he he has to go back with his dad. I, I do kind of wish they would have touched on a lot of that stuff a little bit more. Like I said, they even did it in the beginning where right when she came in, she was like, oh, tell me, like tell me what really goes on, and he's just like uh, nothing. It's like, did they make you? Did they make you a gay now? <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it was really good. Yeah, I I think this is one of those like we talked about those like small, you know, indie kind of go push through you know the wayside where you have to look for it. Yeah, it's not very heavily promoted. It's it's kind of one of those movies they did and they did it really well. And I think anyone who's anyone who's a fan of Comedy, I think, would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you like Paul Rudd and or Steve Coogan, watch it. Yeah. Or if you're a fan of New Mexico, who watch is it. aliens? That's true. And Marcus Parks. That's from true. The La- last podcast network. Yeah. I I think this movie was great. I genuinely loved it. Um, Definitely a recommendation on on our half right now. It's streaming on HBO Go. If anyone has that, and if not, just look around. I'm pretty sure you could rent it somewhere. I definitely, I think it's definitely worth the rent because if I had to go out of my way to pay for this movie, I would have totally been fine paying for this movie. I thought this movie was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, two. It's not that bad. Hosts up mm-hmm. for the movie. This week, we're going to take a look at some more blind items. After the backlash, this foreign-born A-plus list, mostly movie actor, received for supporting this sexual assaulter who is a co-star, there is no way the sexual assaulter will be in a third installment of a superhero movie. The studio will eat the contract. Basically, the studio is saying this person is not allowed to come back because they're a sexual assaulter. And, you know, like... This other person, the A-plus lister, like, kind of defended him, like, supported him. I don't know. I don't know. 
Oh, it's it's about Ryan Reynolds and T.J. Miller. Basically, the studio is saying like, "Oh, T.J. Miller's not going to be in the third Deadpool because of his sexual assaulting." Because assaulting. Um, <clears throat> I thought Ryan Reynolds said there's not going to be a third Deadpool movie. No, no, isn't there going to be like a Christmas special, like a Once Upon a Deadpool or something? Oh yeah, but that's isn't that done? I don't know. I don't know. I guess the, uh, maybe they they're going to do a third one, and he just doesn't know yet. He kind of just had like the shittiest year. I mean, it's all on him. Ryan Reynolds? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds. No, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's all on him. But is he just accused of like sexual assault, or did like they actually like he? Oh, for sure, like this is sexual assault. Um, because it's like. It's one of those things where it's like, should we lump him with like Kevin Spacey and Roman Polanski? Well, I don't, I don't know because I know for sure there was accusations, but he's also done a bunch of shit that has like, well, why wouldn't he've done that? Because yeah, kind of like a Louis C.K. Um, he's been doing a bunch of this crazy shit like that, so mm. I don't know for sure what happened there, but I know that he's been a really shitty person. You know, over the last, like, year plus. So, even if he didn't do it, I think it says something about your character where they're like, no, uh, it's believable that you did because of everything else that you do. So, I don't know. Um, he's Like I said, he's been burning bridges like crazy. So, I know. if it wasn't, if, it, if these sexual allegations never came, he would still be in a pretty, you know, shitty mm. area place anyways i don't know who knows apparently this former a-list mostly movie actress from a franchise that has dropped to a minus slash b plus list got into a knockdown drag out fight with her significant other and our actress bruised the significant other to the point they had to take off a week for work or take a week off of work so basically she used to be an a-lister she is an A minus B plus lister now. She got into a uh, knockout, drag out fright or whatever um, with her significant other, who's also an actress. I think they had to take off work. She was a A list actor mm-hmm. who's now relegated. I think to like A minus B plus. That's so many people. I know. Kristen something. Kristen Stewart. Kristen yeah. Stewart. Yeah, Kristen Stewart. I guess she's in Charlie's Angels. She's in a, new, a reboot. Did you know that? No. And Stella Maxwell. I don't know who Stella Maxwell is, but I guess that's her significant other. They got um, in a they got in a fight. Yeah, and she like bru like I guess Kristen Stewart bruised her to the point where she, like Stella Maxwell had to take off a week of work. Damn, so they like kicked each other's ass. I guess. Or she just kicked her ass. Yeah, you're right. I I really don't know what she's been doing. I know she's been doing a lot more like indie films, I guess. Yeah. Kind of trying to be like that actor. But I I don't think I've seen her in anything pretty recently. What was the last thing she was... It was that one with that really long title, wasn't it? Um, Someone's like Long March or something. I don't know. This foreign-born A-plus... A-list rapper needs some funding for a new music video or two and doesn't want to pay her half. So she is doing a little yachting out of, <laughs> out of the country that will pay for the videos and more. A-list rapper? A- yeah, like A-plus, A-list rapper. Would I know she's foreign-born? I don't know. Did you know? Well, do you want me to tell you who it is? Yeah. It's Nicki Minaj. Did you know that she was foreign-born? So she doesn't want to pay for like her portion of like paying for like music videos and stuff and whatever. And so she's huh. resorted to yachting around. That's interesting. I wonder I wonder how or why or what because apparently her last album did pretty well. Yeah, at that's least what in I was thinking. I was like didn't her last album do pretty good that she was like, Oh, I don't need to yacht. Yeah, I think it was like like number one, and she got like some like oh she's one of only, you know two, like African American you know whatever to do so I don't know something like that, 
no, but I mean that's that is interesting if it's true. Mm. I know she's been having a lot of downs and ups, mm-hmm. and I thought her album doing well was more of an up. But she's also doing things where she's like, "Yeah, Takashi Six Nine, you know, you hang in there, bud." And it's like, no, he's a horrible person. So yeah, defending him. Yeah, no, seriously, that's why he's going to prison for what, like, thirty years? <laughs> Who knows yet? But um, it didn't seem like she was starving for money or that she would even need to have to put any money in so you would think that her record label or something would be we'll like oh well, you know we got this but yeah. Guess i don't not. fucking know maybe maybe because um who's the one that she's recently had like beef with oh cardi everybody, b right everybody oh basically everybody yeah like with cardi b right doesn't didn't she have like something with her yeah when they supposedly squashed it and then i think recently she she had it because it could be this music video or another one, but I think she had a new music video out where she hired two of the girls that have beef with uh, Cardi B, too. So that's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I guess I really don't know everything, but mm-hmm. it didn't seem like she was hurting for cash. But, I mean, Who it knows? is, you I know, mean, the hip-hop industry is very what, flashy and showy what she, anyways. What if she wants to do it for fun? Like, she has the money, but she's like, I don't want to pay, but, like, I like yachting. Which could be. I mean, all power to her, I guess, right? Yeah. This married, closeted, A plus list, mostly movie actor. John Tra. No. I, I, that would have been like too easy. It's just recycling the same answer he has been giving for years about his sexuality. When one of the young men he coerced into having sex decides to speak, I wonder what his answer will be. Okay, there's a lot. Because I want to <laughs> say. Um, you Jackman. Oh, you there it is. You got it. <laughs> I mean, I had a list. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the weird part about that is like everyone kind of seems like, yeah, he's definitely gay, and he's like, I'm not gay. I got my wife here. Kind of like um, Kevin Spacey, even though he didn't have like a beard, you know, where they like get married to like a woman so that they could be like, oh yeah, look at I'm totally straight. Look at like John Tra. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of like, why don't you just, why don't you just come out and be fabulous like yeah. you want to be? I mean, it, it is interesting because I feel like we have come far enough where some of these people can come out. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more of like an emotional thing. Maybe because if he were to come out today and he had a big press conference and he's like, "Just want to let the world know that you know whatever his wife is like, oh, I love her. She's my best friend." And everything, but you know, I've been living a lie in that <laughs> I am, in fact, a gay man. Everyone be like, "Oh yeah, oh wow, didn't, didn't see that one coming." Yeah, okay. What about reprising uh, Wolverine? Are you still going to do that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm pretty sure that would be everyone's question. He's like, um, "Yeah, it's probably not," but I am a gay man. We get it. What about Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, we want more Wolverine. <laughs> it seems crazy, but I, I don't know. I mean. He's not a Scientologist, right? No. Okay, so it's not like with John Tron where they like they keep all that stuff like paid off to the point where like even when like something scandalous happens where like the masseurs come out and they're like, yeah, to- they totally did. Like, they're like, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm totally not. Oh, okay, guys, I'm not gay. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. But like with Kevin Spacey, when all that stuff comes out, because he wasn't a Scientologist, he had no one to pay off anything. So he's just like, oh, uh, yeah, well, forget all that. I'm gay, guys. Like, that excuses me, like, assaulting boys. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean,. I guess if you want to live in the closet, be in the closet. But it just—it's interesting to know that some of these actors that we already feel like, oh, they're like ninety-nine point ninety-nine percent gay, but they don't come out and say it. Yeah, well, it's kind of like with um, like Ellen Page or like Kristen Stewart. It's like it's like we're not saying specifically the things that you did like like the way you were and everything made like made us think like you were gay it's just like we kind of were like well yeah like when you said it it's just like yeah but maybe maybe one day soon they'll start to be more open about it more fluid about it and they'll be like oh yeah i'm totally gay 
and John Tro can live happily out and and fly young men in to have sex with them. Personally, because he, he flies. He has a pilot's license. This mostly closeted A-list three-named actress says that another three-named actress who is not in the closet was super aggressive with the mostly closeted actress and wouldn't take no for an answer and only stopped when the A-list-lister started yelling. Mary Tyler Moore. Yes. So it's a name like that. Oh, it's not her? No, it's not Mary Tyler. No. I was trying to think of three named uh, actresses. <laughs> Say some of them. <laughs> um, you like, Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> Mary, Mary Tyler Moore and Bryce Dallas Howard. No. Damn it. Keegan Michael Key. Ooh, yeah, you're right. No. Chloe. Grace something. Mortez. Yeah. Yes. So that's see that's why I didn't want to say that's why I didn't want to say it because yeah. I was like So she's the mostly, mostly clo- closeted. closeted. Okay. And then So then the other actress is Evan Rachel Wood. So basically what so, they're saying is that Evan Rachel Wood uh, was very aggressively like pushing Chloe Grace Mortez to like like sexually, right? But like she was having none of it. And she only stopped when she started yelling. Huh. Mm. Crazy. Did it say, like, how? Like, were they just hanging out? Or was it, like, a movie? Or I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says that was, you know, just they were being, like, super aggressive towards them. I'd love to know the actual details of what happened. Because mm. um, when I think of those two, I, I never thought about them hanging out or being, you know, in any Maybe they were at, similar. like, a party or something? Yeah. Or? Wow. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally bi. But you are too, right? She's like, no. No. Interesting. Kind of interesting. Because murder has no statute of limitations, police have reopened an investigation into these murders from over two decades ago. Every single one of you and your parents and grandparents knows about these murders. Apparently, there was an accomplice. And when it says your parents and your grandparents, I'm like 100% sure this. It's not like before when we when they said that and you're like, what the? F- who whose parents know that? Jeffrey Dahmer. No, Mm-mm. but you're, you, you, I mean, it is yeah, but no. Ted Bundy. Mm-mm. That's like that's like three decades ago. Um, the Naked Gun. Leslie Nielsen. It's Leslie Nelson. Remember when he murdered all those people? That murder. <laughs> Leslie Nelson, the murder. You heard her here, folks. First, folks. No. <laughs> it's um, O.J. Simpson. Oh. I mean, we've known that we, I mean, everyone knows that there's an accomplice. We know. We know. Yeah. But, like, now that they've opened, they, they said that there's, they're, they're reopening the investigation into the murders. And because they apparently they now they have, I guess, maybe more evidence that there could have been an accomplice, which it's it's his son. We all we all everyone knows that. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Even though he had like the perfect motive to like kill them, too, because he's like, you can't saw me. Huh? You can't saw me. Well, I come over and I decapitate you. Almost. Almost decapitate. Yeah. But but they never did it. Well, if he did it, he has a book. Entirely about how he would do it. Well, I guess that shows that we don't know shit about Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of this stuff came out of nowhere, except mm-hmm. for Hugh Jackman. That was oh yeah, that's an obvious one. like yeah, yeah. duh, guys. But with that, guys, we'll say adieu. Oh, adieu. And thank you so much for listening. Oh yes, thank you. Yes. If you guys want to catch up on any of our episodes. In the past, we have our Pippa page that has everything we've done. You can get a link over on our Instagram or Twitter at intb underscore podcast. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And with that, we'll just say, hope you guys are having a December-astic December. Ass. Yeah, December 
ass diddly ass. <laughs> this is the last diddly ass. <laughs> and then until next time, guys, remember. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.